Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Whatever time is most appropriate for you as you are tuning in to a brand new day with Stephanie J. And I hope that you are having a good day wherever you are, whatever you are doing. The Bible declares in Psalm 118 verse 24 that this is the day that the Lord hath made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. What does it mean to rejoice? Well, the dictionary says it means to experience joy and gladness in a high degree. To be exhilarated with lively and pleasurable sensations and to exalt. And my acronym for rejoice is reach every day for the joy offered in Christ to everyone. And before I get started with this episode, I would just like to take a moment to say thank Thank you to everyone who has a hand in helping podcasters like myself get our message out from the greatest to the least to the least to the greatest and, um, you know, to everyone, even those behind the scenes, you know, um, Thank you to all of you listeners who are taking time out of your schedule to listen because without you, there'd be no show or there would be a show, but there would be no purpose of it because there'd be no one to listen to it. So I thank you all very, very much. And I also would like to read off my list of where these podcasts can be picked up because right now I am not uh, podcasting from my desktop where I have my keyboard and it's a lot easier to type out all of that information than it is to do it on my tablet or iPhone. So that's why I've been reading it lately. But a brand new day with Stephanie J, the one you're listening to, can be heard on Anchor, Spreaker, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Overcast, CastBox, Google, iHeartRadio, Apple, Geo7, J-I-O-S-A-A-V-N. And Reset Today with Stephanie J can be heard on Spreaker, Spotify, Deezer, Geo7, again, Podchaser, Podcast Addict, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Facebook, and YouTube. So let me just jump in here with my topic on today. I'm going to be talking about the flywheel. And some of you may be thinking, what in the world? That's what I was thinking until I actually purchased 
the film entitled Flywheel from the Kendricks brothers, which was uh, definitely one of their earlier, earlier works that I had no knowledge of. Um, it was made back in 2003. And I could tell immediately that it was a low budget film when it came on. And I discovered by Googling the information that it was a $20,000 budget. And so I almost didn't give the movie a chance, but I'm glad that I did. And before I get into what I would like to talk about, um, a little while ago, I was podcasting for Reset Today and I forgot to put my phone on uh, do not disturb mode so that no calls or anything would come through. And I received a text message from a relative who um, was letting me know some information on her daughter. Um, she went to the hospital today and, you know, we were praying for her earlier. She hadn't been feeling good for a few days and the prognosis wasn't all that great. And I just don't want to put, you know, the information out. I'm just finding out about it. Um, I've heard from her against, uh, again, since, see, I just kind of mixed those two words together, <laughs> uh, since then. And I am just asking those of you who will, and the old folks used to say, you know, back in the church days, the Pentecostal uh, church movement, and when they would testify, you know, we had testimony service. They would say, those of you to know the words and the worth of prayer, pray my strength in the Lord. So I'm asking for you to uh, include the Harris family in your prayers, and namely uh, my cousin Tashane. Just pray for her in that you know, the Lord would keep her and, um, you know, just do the work in her that I know that he's able to do. And I'm going to be shutting down uh, this evening going in prayer again. But I know God, I know him. I know that he's able, he's faithful. He's pulled us through so many things and so many times um, it's just, you know, it's just what he does. That's the best way that I can, um, sum that up. And so let me just talk a little bit about my subject and then tie it into uh, a message that I know the Lord was giving me earlier today. And so I had no clue what a flywheel was and not going to give up all of the details about the movie because some of you may want to see it and I don't want to spoil it. And it did have a very good and very, uh, you know, encouraging ending. And it was interesting to see the way the story was unfolding in the a character's life. Alex Kendrick plays this um, dishonest auto salesman. He's a used car salesman and he's a very dishonest person, not a very nice person. You know, he's married. He has a wife and a son. 
not very kind to his family. He is emotionally unavailable to his family throughout more than half the movie. Just not a very nice guy. And then he goes on to teach and persuade his uh, salesman to be dishonest and do, you know, basically whatever it takes to sell these used vehicles. And he he has a few little encounters along the way that um, you can tell the way he's looking and some of his expressions, he's thinking, he's taking notice of, you know, what is going on around him. And, and he wakes up one day like, you know what, I really don't like this. I really do not like who I've become. And you get to see him making some very interesting uh, choices and decisions. And um, it didn't mean that he was smooth sailing throughout the movie. Like some movies get a little, I think, over ambitious. And it's like, once the character makes that turn, then everything is uphill from, from that point. And it wasn't like that in this movie. It, it had a very surprising turn. And so I was glad that I didn't shut it off after 15 minutes, which is what I started to do. But then I was like, well, you know what? I mean, I purchased it. Let me just go ahead and at least watch it once and see what it's about. You know, I don't have to see it again. But the interesting thing was after I saw it, I felt like, well, you know what? Now that I see how it ended, I know that I really didn't give the movie a fair chance. I was very critical of it because of the filming and the way that it looked. I totally expected something else. So I turned around the next day and watched it, you know, that that evening and and just really took in the, the message and the information of the film. And so someone else may want to do that. I'm going to explain what the mechanic told him about the flywheel. And then I also have a little clip that I recorded the second time I watched it. There was a sermon, um, just a small piece. He was kind of flipping through the channels and he landed on a pastor preaching. And that little piece of clip, it kind of got him thinking and looking at his life and he knew that what he was hearing was the truth and so when I heard it I thought wow that's you know even though that was recorded back in 2003 that is so on time that is so apropos for for our times today some of our situations and we'll be honest and look at ourselves I was being convicted by some of it as I was hearing it and so I wanted that portion of the recording and when I decided to do these episodes because it was a really good topic I thought hmm, I'll go ahead and play you know that um, portion of the clip I, I just felt it was very good and it was just a powerful little piece of information and so at the beginning of the movie Alex Kendrick's character he purchased this beautiful looking vintage car and it didn't run, but he felt like it was such a good deal. He would purchase it and then get his mechanic to, you know, fix the car up. Well, the man told him from the beginning, hey, I'm just your tune-up guy. I'm not a miracle worker. And he's like, oh man, if anybody can get this car running, it's you. And so 
halfway through, he's still kind of tinkering with the car. And, you know, Alex comes in and he's like, you know, um, he's a little down. He's a little depressed about some things that are going on. And he asked him, you know, about the condition of the car. And did he think that it was worth the time that he's putting in to, you know, try to get it running? And this is what the mechanic said. And this explains what the flywheel is and the importance of it. He said, you know, the flywheel may be stripped. And he, he's like, what is a flywheel? He's like, don't tell me you don't know. So he's like, just tell me what it is. And he's like, well, you put the key into the ignition and that sends power to the starter. Hmm. What's the power starter? Makes me think about the Holy Spirit. You shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost shall come. But anyway, you get it. You get the picture. It says your starter engages your flywheel. Your flywheel turns your crankshaft and your crankshaft starts your engine. So the flywheel, as he said, is a very crucial part to getting your car running. And when I heard that from the very first time, my mind instantly went to Jesus Christ being that flywheel. We're told that we need to make him our Lord, our master, the ruler over our lives. And I know many of you can attest like I can. None of us are exempt. None of us are perfect. None of us have led perfect lives. So we just have to be honest and just take a moment to really look deep inside to realize that, hey, there are things that we have tried to do on our own. There are situations that we've gotten in and, and they've been messy. We've made a mess out of things, but I'm so glad that I still have another chance because I'm here. And guess what? It's the same for you. If you've not made that decision, then it's not too late. And so what he basically said was, without your flywheel, you're not going anywhere. And that car sat there that entire time. And then he says, well, you know, can't we just get a new flywheel? He said, yeah, well, we probably will have to. He said, but the flywheel is sandwiched between your engine and transmission. He said, I'd have to drop the transmission to get to it. So he was letting him know that, hey, this is no easy task. This is not an easy thing to do, but the flywheel is extremely, extremely important to that vehicle's function. So having said that, I'm going to play this little clip of this uh, message and I'll be back in less than two minutes. Listen, you're in the shape you're in today because of the choices you've made. Your marriage is in the shape it is in today because of the choices you've made. Your relationship with your wife and with your children is in the shape it's in because of the choices you've made. You're in financial bondage today because of the choices you've made. God's word would set you free if you would read it, but you're in bondage and you're trapped and you're under all the dirt and the stuff and you feel like you're a slave to your debt and to a relationship because you've not listened to the word of God. And until you listen to the word of God, 
You will make the wrong choices, go down the wrong road, lose your family, lose your home, lose your security, lose your investments, because God has a way to live life. And you and I cannot live life on our terms and ask God to bless that. And the reason that many people that I'm talking to today are in bondage and in frustration and in defeat is because you don't really want to know what God says. And you don't want to live it God's way. If any man is in Christ, he is a new creation. All things have passed away. All things, not some things. All things have become new. That was a portion of what started to turn his thoughts and turn his heart and caused him to make some decisions that would bring about some changes in his life. And it was not all uphill from there. He still had some adversity. He still had challenges Things didn't happen overnight, but it was a very nice um, ending all the way through uh, the rest of the movie. You can see little changes being made. And then he came to a fork in the road where his business was concerned and he had adversaries raise up against him. And it was that kind of story. And he still had to make a decision if he was going to hold on to his newfound com conviction. And so it was just nice. It was interesting to see how it played out. But when I heard that message, when I listened, when I watched it the second time, I said, you know what? I want to record that, um, that piece of that clip and I've heard it a few times and it it's true you know I know a lot of people would rather not look at themselves but it, it really becomes necessary at some point you can't just keep putting everything on everyone else everything is not someone else's fault and everyone is is it's not always the devil. I know people like to blame him. You know, the devil made me do it. But actually, the Bible says that we have power over him. The Bible says not to give place to him. So that means that you can choose to. The Bible tells us so many scripture verses that, you know, Jesus Christ got the victory over the enemy. It says we are more than conquerors. And so we do not have to be defeated. We do not have to live life on our own terms. We do not have to live without the flywheel so to speak, the important parts of our lives, we can hand over to God. We can make him Lord of our lives. And then it doesn't mean that everything is going to be, uh, you know, happy, go lucky. Everything is not going to be like, you know, tiptoeing through the tulips and you're going to float on cloud nine. But what it does mean is that you have an insurance, first of all, of eternal life with him. But you also have an assurance that when these troubles come, when these trials come, you can do like second Peter says and cast your cares on him. He'll be there for you. He said, I will be there with you always, even until the ends of the age. I like those options. And so 
Um, I had talked about on my other podcast under the same title on reset, I was saying how, you know, I had been back to, you know, my daily consecration and taking a few days out of the week to fast regularly, not just sporadically or when I felt like it and, you know, getting into the word more and spending more time in prayer and just seeking his face because everything is not okay in my world. Everything is not all right or, or the way that I necessarily want it to be. There are some situations in my life where I'm just like, God, just coming in this thing so I can start this new chapter, like Psalm 13, how long, Lord, how long? And um, so, you know, there are things that I take before him. But yesterday I was on my way to read Ephesians and then I flipped over to Psalm, no, not Psalm. I was reading Psalms, but I was reading Genesis one and I was just meditating on that and just thinking about the awesomeness of God and how he created everything and, and how he created us in his image and the desires that he had when he created us. This was, you know, before the fall, Adam and Eve wanted to live independently of God, like a lot of people do in then they got into a mess. That's why the world is in this state of chaos and confusion as it, you know, as it is. But that's not what the story is about today. We're talking about the flywheel. I have podcast episodes, the Adam syndrome and the Eve syndrome. And so, you know, that's what happens when we want to live independently and do our own thing. And God offers us options and he offers us a better way. In fact, Jesus said, he's the way he said, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the father, but by me, he told you that's the only way you can come. And so when people continue to try to create their own way and their own path, well, they do like this car, this beautiful vintage car in this movie, they just sit. They just sit in the same place. They're stagnant. Nothing is going well. Nothing's really working out. Even if it is, there's not like a lasting satisfaction. And then, you know, you sit back and you're like, well, what's going on? Now I have the money. I have the house. I got the girl. I got the guy. I got the picket fence. I got the dog. I got the, the you know, the vehicle, the notoriety, the fame. People know my name. You know, why, why am I not happy? Why am I not satisfied? Well, something to ponder. Because there is no other way. I'm just sorry. There, there just is no other way outside of his way. And so when we choose to do something else, we cease to move. Um, a lot of people keep looking back and going back and ceasing to move. And the time right now that we're living in, it is time like never before for us to move forward, for us to get out of these pits, for us to come up out of some of the stuff that we're in, even as a nation. It's time to do something different. The definition of insanity is to continue to do the same things over and over and over and over, expecting different results. I think Einstein coined that one, if I'm not mistaken. mistaken. But, you know, it's time to try something different. If what we've tried in the past is not working and it's not, and you can see the fruit of it, then it's 
time to make sure all of the dots, all of the pieces are connected. I read through what the man said in the movie about the flywheel. It is a very, very important part to the car that helps connect everything and it starts your engine. Without that working properly, you're not going anywhere. Well, without the proper hierarchy and order in your life, you're not going anywhere. And at the end, we're still going to give an account of how we lived our lives on this earth. Did you make him Lord of your life? You're going to stand before him and he's not going to say, well, why didn't you do this? And why didn't you do that? And you're going to say, well, so-and-so did this and I would have did this, but my mother did this and my father did this and my parents did this. And, you know, they just couldn't get it together. And so I could never get it together. And I watched my father. My father was a drunk and I did this. And so that's how I started partying. You're not going to be able to put your stuff on anybody else because he's going to say, no. Those were your choices. You did not have to follow. You did not have to do. You did not have to let the devil in. You did not have to give place to him. I gave you options. I gave you my word. I gave you a library of 66 books contained with living word. You could have chose to come that way, the way, the truth, and the life, Jesus Christ. But yet you chose to do it your way. You know, like Frank Sinatra song, I did it my way. Well, I don't know about you, but my way doesn't work. Adam and Eve found out in the garden, their way didn't work. There are so many people in history, so many people in office, so many people in biblical times found out your way doesn't work. There is an architect. There is a designer of the cop excuse me, the cosmos of the world. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. It's all his. It all belongs to him. He knows how to operate it. He created us in his likeness and his image. He knows what's best for us. And so I don't have time to get into a lot of some of the other stuff I was going to talk about. That same message I found online today, listening to G. Craig Lewis. He had some messages on the creator and I listened to the first two. And that was right in line with me reading uh, Genesis 1 yesterday, just really thinking and meditating and focusing on the awesomeness of God as creator, as Lord, as the one who knows it all, as the one who knows what's going on in our situations. He knows our hearts. He knows our our thoughts. He knows our mindset. He knows the situation. He sees what we cannot see and he has the answers. And what he's saying today is look to me, come to me. I have the answers. I am that flywheel. I am that important piece that you need in your life. And how about this? Speaking of peace, he said, I will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on me because he trusts me. That's found in Isaiah 26 and 3. He said that he will give us the peace that passes all understanding, that will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. That's in the book of Philippians in the New Testament. God wants to give us peace. He wants to give us rest. Jesus said, come unto me, all you who are heavy laden, all of you who are burdened, I will give you rest. How much plainer, how 
how much clearer can he make it that whatever you need, it does not mean that it's going to be all good. But we know Romans 8 and 28 says all things work together for good to those who love him, those who love God, that who are called according to his purpose. He has the answers for us today. And I hope that some of you may be compelled right now to at least check out the movie and see what it's about. I don't get anything from this. I'm not uh, promoting them for any type of um, kickback or anything like that. I watched it. I thought from the beginning, like, oh boy, this is going to be like a cheesy type of movie. Why am I? And I'm so glad that I stuck it out to the end because it ended up being a good movie. And I was glad that I watched it and I've been thinking about it since I saw it. And it was enough to make me want to podcast and share that. I like the transition that I saw this character going through. I didn't even tell you his name in there because I just want you to go check it out for yourself. But it is Alex Kendrick who is playing playing the starring role in Flywheel. And so, you know, check it out. It's it's worth it. And as always, we shouldn't just listen to or watch something. We need to have a plier's heart, apply what we're watching or viewing to our circumstances. And it should make you walk away uh, with this thought and this feeling that, you know what, I may be here right now. If I were on my other podcast, I'd hit the bell for reset. You can reset your mindset. But if I'm here right now, I can actually make a decision that can change my life for the better. And if you don't get anything else out of this, I hope that that is the message that you take away with you. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate your listening.